0: This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer.
1: Good morning, Dan and Amy. A forceful plurality of voters believe that the media is unfair, biased, and disrespectful to President Trump. This according to uh, a poll conducted by uh, DC polling outfit McLaughlin and Associates. Wide support for the White House's suspension of CNN reporter Jim Acosta's press access. In fact, uh, as one of the principals of this polling firm noted, by a five to one margin, all voters as well as independents say the media are unfair and biased against President Trump. Uh, Earlier this year, we found 77% don't believe or say you can't believe everything in the media. Only 14% said you could. So they they conclude the partisan division has really hurt the media's credibility, and they uh, will not recover from it without a major change in tone and substance. So it's interesting to note, even as you've had most, except for maybe uh, one that – One News America, what's that? Uh, One America News. One American News. Yeah. Uh, Weigh in on behalf of CNN, including Fox and the restoration of Jim Acosta's press credentials. That's not where the American people are. And I wonder if President Trump knows the numbers or just uh, is relying on his instinct that is consistent with the numbers, that if I have to if I could pick an opponent. To present a binary to the American public, Jim Acosta would be my pick. So thank you, CNN, which is what I really think the president's position is here, strong political hand, weak legal hand, play the weak legal hand to gain the political capital. That's what I think is happening. Uh, for more on this topic and others, we're pleased to be joined by our friend Brett Baer, host of Fox News, special report, 5 p.m. Chicago time, weekdays. The book, Three Days in Moscow, Ronald Reagan and the Fall of the Soviet Empire. Brett, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Good morning. What about uh, that? You think, uh, in terms of the uh, CNN suit and um, uh, the uh, the legal, the the issue as a matter of the law, and uh, the issue as a matter of politics, and it seems to be the uh, the chasm between the two.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Um, first of all, I mean, just to explain Fox's position on the news side, we um, we wrote an amicus brief. To support CNN on the issue of access on the issue that the White House can't use credentials as a punishment no matter how egregious or forward-leaning the questioning is we are not standing behind Jim Acosta's tone and temperament in that in that press conference we're standing behind access and that the president has the right to not call on Jim Acosta ever. He could ice mm-hmm. him out from every time that he gets in a press conference. Um, but as far as closing off credentials, you know, it, it opens up a door. If President Elizabeth Warren decides that she doesn't like Fox's questions, um, can she pull the credentials from our White House correspondent? Well, you know, there's not I, yeah. a constitutional right. It is a It's a negotiation that had been made between the White House Correspondents Association and the White House. Yeah, no, that's an well,
1: important clarification, although I don't appreciate you using the <laughs> prospect of a President Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> well, what do, you, what do you think personally, though, of what Jim Acosta did? Do you think, because now, because yeah, he I mean, used to so be a reporter report, here in Chicago, and, you know, he was just, you know, not too high so highs or lows of lows. He was just, you know, fact-oriented. But now he seems like he's trying to make a name for himself.
0: Well, I agree. And there's a lot of people in the White House who are his colleagues who feel the same. Um, There are some times when he can ask very good, probing questions. But in the press conference in question, he was arguing. He was making up a stand, an editorial stand. And um, our job is to ask questions. Uh, You can do them pointedly. But still you're asking questions you're not in an argument with the president and you know brit hume chris wallace have talked about all of that um i agree with your assessment about politics and legality because uh the president wants to have that exchange it's not that he doesn't want it he wants it right because he wants exactly what transpired to happen so that he can turn around and say see you know fake news media um, and that's a winning political hand. Over the long haul, um, it hurts us all, and some of my colleagues have gone over their skis in their kind of reaction to it. They've gotten emotional about it uh, as opposed to just being straight down the middle.
1: Well, it's funny it's because uh, what you're describing is something that's being picked up on by everyone from John Stewart to Bob Woodward, but there's a lot of room in between those two names. Um, they've said they both said the same thing. Essentially, uh, you're playing right into President Trump's hands by making it so personal and discarding your professionalism.
0: Yeah, and and it plays on the the narcissism actually of our business, and the you know the how dare you, sir, kind of <laughs> yeah. indignation of of you know uh, you're saying that we're not doing our job right, and then suddenly. A lot of them are not doing their job right because they get so off their game by the way Donald Trump deals with things. Um, Over the long haul, as I said, I don't think it's great for anybody, uh, but in the short term, politically, uh, clearly it it benefits the president.
1: Well, speaking of doing uh, your job as a member of the press, um, I was uh, really uh, impressed with the, uh, the work that Ami Horowitz did at the border, Tommy Horowitz, dispatched down to the board, filmmaker, independent filmmaker, dispatched to the border to actually uh, chronicle what uh, the caravan is doing, who the caravan is, uh, how this is operating, what their perspectives are, the migrants in the caravan. And uh, he sort of reported back, at least where I saw it, reported back to Tucker Carlson on his program. And uh, you couldn't have two different accounts of uh, the answers to those questions uh, than the account provided by Ami Horowitz and the account that we see on CNN and MSNBC and uh, through the major D.C. outlets.
0: Yeah, and, you know, it's really interesting is that the big storyline is that the caravan, because the president hasn't tweeted about it or talked about it, is is just make-believe. It's just not there. And I actually heard it on election night from a couple of – Juan Williams said it, uh, Ed Randell said it, you know, it's all make-believe. Well, no. I mean, it's really happening. It's really there. You can debate whether it's a threat or not or debate how much of a threat it is. But it's still moving. It's still happening. And uh, we're still covering it. And and
1: Jim Madison, uh, Secretary Nielsen, not going down to the border as part of some grand conspiracy to defraud the American people. There are real troops down there supporting real border patrol on a real mission.
0: I mean, it's not make-believe. You can debate whether it was necessary to deploy troops, but this president has decided that that is a goal, and he's talked about it ever since being a candidate, um, is securing the border. I think the biggest debate now will be whether he gets his funding for a wall and whether we head to another government shutdown on December 7th.
1: Well, speaking of the border security, Kirsten Nielsen, what are you hearing about her? Why is there a rift between her and President Trump? And do you think he really is going to replace her?
0: You know, we've been down this road before uh, where, you know, somebody has leaked something saying it's happening and mm-hmm. Nielsen's on her way out and then suddenly, or somebody's on their way out and suddenly it never happens. So, um, you know, we've played this this dance before, uh, so I'm, I'm a little reticent to get involved in, you know, speculating. I hear that there are some changes coming. She's one of the possibilities. Um, but, you know, John Kelly's been leaving for the last two years. Yeah, right.
1: Uh, I wanted to get your take on uh, what we know in terms of uh, where things stand in Florida. DeSantis is in. Scott's going to a hand recount. Broward and Palm Beach County still can't get their acts together. Uh, and uh, and um, Stacey Abrams is still trying to sort of manufacture something out of whole cloth in Georgia. Just the, um, the state of affairs of the administration of elections, particularly in Broward County, as Jeb Bush calls for the removal of Brenda Snipes, and Rick Scott uh, probably does that before he leaves office as governor, whether it's to be a U.S. senator or a private citizen.
0: Yeah. Ron DeSantis uh, will be, it looks like, uh, officially uh, named governor-elect on the 20th when it's officially certified. Um and everything's wrapped up, and the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. Uh, I think this hand recount will continue. The Scott campaign argues that Broward County had their countdown, their uh, the machine count, and then purposely missed the deadline by two minutes because Scott had picked up 779 votes on Nelson in the Broward oh. County machine vote. And so by missing the deadline, it went back to the election day number, and 779 votes less for Scott.
1: That's voter um, fraud, isn't this, it? I mean, that is so wrong a on a number of levels. The
0: whole, the whole thing is a mess, and there's all kinds of people arguing. You know, it's it's Rick Scott's fault that he didn't clean this up. You know, it's it's not. Um, you're right. Jeb Bush appointed her, but she was also elected. Um, she's a Democrat, and she was she was nominated and elected. Uh, Brenda Snipes was. Uh, I think it'll come to an end, and it's hard to see any recount that moves more than uh, 300, 400 votes. That's legitimate. Uh, Otherwise, uh, there's a systemic error somewhere.
1: Uh, Better get that uh, squared away. Governor DeSantis better get that squared away before 2020. He is Brett Baer, Fox News anchor, special report, of course, weekdays, 5 p.m. Chicago time. Pick up his new book, Three Days in Moscow, Ronald Reagan and the Fall of the Soviet Empire. Brett, thanks as always for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks guys have a good weekend. You too. Yep and he joined us on our turnkey <clears throat> pro answer.